The virtual CISO moment is brought to you by VCISO Services, a leading provider of quality and experienced virtual chief information security officers for small and mid-sized businesses. Check them out at vcisoservices.com. Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the Virtual CISO Moment. Ted Elantillian joins us. He is the president of CMIT Solutions of Brentwood and Franklin. Ted, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Greg. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure, and uh, you know we know uh, each other for a long time. And finally, good to see you in the studio, and uh, you know have a little uh, chat about cybersecurity. I'm excited about this. Thank you. Yes, and of course, I know you as through through. Um, and, uh, um, so I, I have not seen you though in person since prior to the pandemic. Uh, how have you been? I'm doing well. And, uh, you know, um, yes, you are right. Uh, you know, nowadays we, you know, we don't have to see each other to make connections and keep the connections going, you know, it's a, uh, you know, exciting world of tech for us and that's good. And sometimes too easy makes it easy for everybody, including the cyber criminals, right? That's what we are talking a little bit today, right? Well, I, I do miss the uh, times that we would meet over in the eSpaces suite and we'd have the, uh, I think it was the chamber meeting and all that. So, but I know you've been um, in the IT and cybersecurity space for some time and, and you do help small and mid-sized businesses. Can you um, start off by stepping us through how and why you got into cyber and and um, how you got to where you're at today and what you're doing now? Okay, absolutely, uh, Greg. Uh, of course, you know it's a it's a long story. We might need to sit uh, set aside some time to talk about it. So I'm just for the interest of time here. Uh, let me let me give you the concise version of what it is. So. So I've been with CMIT for the past uh, five years, and mm -hmm. uh, we are a company uh, that's about 20 years plus uh, in the uh, managed IT and cybersecurity world. And uh, I was just excited to be part of that in 2017. And um, primarily what I'm doing right now is I'm managing and working with uh, you know, cybersecurity professionals that are uh, you know, always constantly managing our infrastructure, helping our clients uh, secure, stay secure and be secure. And my, my job is partly like connect, making the connection between the clients and the cyber uh, security experts, because you know, uh, it's not an easy job because you're trying to explain something to people that they cannot understand very easily. So my job is, you know, my training is like understanding the uh, client side of it, the business side of it, and then connecting it with the cybersecurity side of it and making a nice hybrid system that my clients can uh, benefit from. So I, I, my, I'm a mechanical engineer by trade. So I worked for, a, for several engineering companies and, and I was working for the last company and um, we went into a project that's a lot more IT side than engineering side of it. So I was working with an IT professional, uh, 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 you know, he's a, he's a, um, uh, he's a master of all, and he covers a whole range of things. Working with him made me aware that how important uh, the infrastructure, IT infrastructure, and the security system for a company to not only grow but thrive and keep their costs low while uh, making their people feel like they are doing a great job. So that's what kind of led me to my journey into cybersecurity and manage IT services. And uh, I, I did my MBA at uh, Georgia uh, State and College. And that's one of the times where my, my uh, IT professor was an inspiration for me to think about, hey, you know what? This is something that uh, being an, you know, an engineering, mechanical engineering to IT, that's what made me to make that switch. And ever since I've been in this space. 
Yeah, that is fascinating. And that is something I did not know about you that it would have come up in conversation because I'm looking at your LinkedIn and you mentioned that um, that you graduated with your bachelor's in mechanical engineering in 1993. Did you know that I graduated with my bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering in 1993? Oh, I did not know that. What a, <laughs> what a great coincidence. Oh, man, there you go. The two, two mechanical engineers now in the cyber world. That's, that's a really an awesome coincidence, I can tell you that. And I didn't, and I, I, I didn't think you were as old as I was. I'm like, boy, you wear it very well. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I um uh not quite the exact same story, but um I never gained any traction actually in mechanical engineering because um that was as you, as you might remember that was kind of like at the time when the Cold War ended and the, a lot of aerospace engineers suddenly out of jobs and the mechanical engineering job market was a little bit difficult to get into and I was uh, working as a student assistant in IT at the time, so I just decided to continue to do that and start going for my master's. And well, you know, 30 years later, here I am talking to you. So, but that's a, um, did you find, um, did you find how your preparation for mechanical engineering and, and actually the first part of your career, how, how did that, um, how did that influence or impact on the IT side. And, and I'll preface it by, by, by saying from my perspective, um, a lot of what I learned in mechanical engineering helped me how to think in a, in a logical, concise manner. And I think you need that in IT and information security. You know, uh, Greg, you just said it right, and you know, I, I, in my, in my mind, a mechanical engineering, you know, engineering field is a tool for us to, you know, do things. Not, it doesn't make us like grow horns and being, being a different guy or anything like that. So that's, that's what primarily helped me. So two things. One is the logical flow, right? When you are, when you are assembling a mechanical uh, part with the different parts, when a mechanical assembly with the different parts, they have to all flow with mm -hmm. you know sync with each other otherwise that part is not going to roll you know example an automobile whatever you want to take it right the same thing applies to it you know the logical flow of things how one uh, or the other leads to something that we want or we don't want the outcome may be different than what we wanted that's one thing and the second thing is that i am that gave me a kind of a detail oriented eye uh, for looking into things so sometimes when i'm working with the different tech these guys are experts in their own field and that helps me to put that together and say hey guys hang on hang on a second there you know you are telling this and you are telling this how are we going to mesh these tools to make sure that we are not you know making things difficult for everybody right, right. so that is kind of uh, that is a tool that still helps me what i learned in engineering and absolutely i and i love it and and i will pivot and say that for me at the very least you may or may not agree you, you might miss it i don't know but um boy i do not miss having to do anything related to differential equations or finite elements <laughs> i definitely I, I I add add heat transfer to that. Okay, oh, uh, you know? <laughs> well, I I kind I kind of liked heat transfer to a, a a little bit more, but but uh, the only reason why I took finite elements was that it was my senior year and uh, um, the professor that taught that Irving Shames. I haven't said that name in ages. Irving Shames, my favorite professor in 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 college and university, and uh, um, he uh, I, I just wanted to have one more class with him, but no, I. 
Yeah, heat transfer was also a little bit of a pain. I, I will admit that as well. You know, anything thermodynamics was too hot for me, I guess. But <laughs> you know, my my favorite part was automobile engineering. So that is what my intention of staying in mechanical engineering rather than going into electrical. And uh, today, you know, when you look at cars like Tesla, oh my God, think about where we were uh, many years ago and where we are today. You know, I, I always call the Teslas as iPhones on wheels. And <laughs> it, it is a perfect mix of, uh, technology and mechanical right you know the motors and all those things what a what a what a day we are living i mean i i never imagined the day we would be you know i would be in a car that would drive by itself and and what a security risk that is it's like i mean you, you're you driving down the interstate and somebody who doesn't like you decides to hack into your tesla and like well there you go That's so I, I mean i i guess that it, the more complex something is the more chance that you could actually have that sort of a security issue but I know that with what you're doing with CMIT right now, and you were mentioning it before, a lot of what you're doing is working with small and mid-sized businesses, which as you know, and this is actually, I think, when we first met, when we first started talking, was our both our passion for helping small and mid-sized businesses. Um, what is uh, one significant threat here? The beginning of 2023, well, I guess we're 10% of the year in now, but um, in 2023, what is a, a real significant threat that you're seeing with your clients with regards to cybersecurity? Wow, that's a very loaded question, as you know, because, you know, there are, there I are try. plenty. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. There are, there are several threats, and I'm just taking a moment here to think about what do I consider the most and probably the most ignored uh, threats by SMBs. Uh, I think I have to say two, uh, Greg. One is uh, the attitude. Like, you know, what I mean by that attitude is it would not happen to me. You know what I'm talking about, right? It never happened before, so it would not happen to me. That is the primary threat in my mind when it comes to cybersecurity with the SMBs. Um, because people hear stories, they will call me and they will discuss that. And then when I when I ask them, hey, what do you do about that? What are you going to do about that? And they will say, eh, nah, it's not going to happen. You know, and, and the statistically, we all know that is not correct uh, assumption, but uh, that is the first threat. And the second one is insider threat. I'm not yeah. talking about malicious intention. You know, there is some percentage of that that's already there. You know, SMBs, are, um, uh, SMBs need to be aware of that, but I'm talking about employees with good intentions that come and do things that are leading to some challenges when it comes to cybersecurity. And these are, I'm talking about employees with good intentions doing mm -hmm. things that are not. So it basically comes to training. And that's what I'm trying to say. The threat uh, is training or lack thereof. Well, it, two good points there. And the first one, as far as attitude, and I like I like framing it using that word because I I I I I've the concept of it about well it's I'm too small it's not going to happen to me that sort of thing that's um, that's something we've talked a lot a lot about but I've never really framed it with like a, 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 an attitude um, a descriptor which I think is really important because when you said that word. And about how it won't happen to me. I got. I, I thought about the driving analogy. It's where we're driving down an interstate, and you're like, "Well, I never. I don't think that I'm." You, you go out to drive somewhere. It's like you don't think you're going to get hit by a car. Nobody. Nobody goes out on the road because then they wouldn't go out on the road, right? Absolutely. But you have the attitude when you're driving to be safe. You 
are are more so being um, proactive in your in your driving, in your preparation of the vehicle. Um, you're making sure that your tools are in place, the brakes are in place, your your tires are are well. You you make an you make a threat environment determination about whether or not you're going to need to drive. That would be like, is the weather good or or not? You know, I don't know if I want to drive out if there's black ice. And that kind of leads to the second part because uh, where you were talking about um, insider threat, not just not really thinking about it being malicious, but being a lack of preparedness or doing something. Um, I don't want to use the word stupid, but I'll use it anyway. Uh, and and the, the driving analogy would work just as well there too. It's like, well, when you're driving, you want to make sure that you practice enough that if, should you come to like a slippery spot in the road or if somebody cuts you off, you're not totally surprised. You've already been preparing for it. And that's what security training does, right? It right. prepares you for the instances where like you get that phishing email and um, instead of just ignoring it, not even realizing there's a threat, you actually stop for a minute and say, wait a minute, there's something going on here, right? Absolutely. You know, uh, you said it perfectly uh, correctly, the way that, you know, when, when we are traveling, let's say I'm taking the car and I'm going to a grocery store two miles away. And um, the way I prepare that is significantly different than I'm taking a trip 200 miles away, right? So so every time we do this, as, and as a business owner, the, SMBs, the business owners are the smartest people I work with. That's another uh, part of my job that, you know, I talk to a lot of smart people every day. So they know what where they want to go. They know what they want. And uh, sometimes, you know, it is my my job to tell them, here are, you know, because they may not know the road conditions, right? So it is my part to tell them, you know, your journey, you know where you want to go, but this is how the journey is going to be. And my, um, I'm helping, help me to help you uh, to, to achieve that goal uh, so that you worry about your business because that's what you are good at and then not worry about, you know, which, what, what type of computer I need to put in and what type of a, a EDR, you know, I'm just going to get a little technical here and, and then I'm going to, that, that is going to help my day, uh, you know, things like that. That's what we are trying to uh, help them with. And something you said, I think, I think I can make an argument for one reason why small and mid-sized businesses sometimes are hesitant in their preparation, in their attitude. And, and that is that um, sometimes with cybersecurity, we're perceived as the office of no, no, you can't do that. And, and, and that's not something that works with small and mid-sized businesses. It doesn't work with any businesses, but particularly uh, an SMB that is um, typically SMBs have very small margins. You know, they're, they're trying to grow. They're trying to make a mark. And, and, and yet still, they don't want someone to say, no, you can't do this. You said it very well, where you're trying to enable them to do what they, where they need to go, their goals. I think that was your word, um, but to do it safely and in a risk management type of way. What's the, what's um, one trick that you use to um, trick being in air quotes um, that you use to help convince SMBs about um, you? You should really think about pursuing, say, an EDR. 
So, so my job uh, when when it comes to it. So, uh, uh, Greg, as you know, I'm also a business owner. So I know, you know, security is a double-edged sword. You know, it can cut both ways. The more easy for you just made, you know, when I, when I talked about Tesla, you just said that's why it's very easy to hack a Tesla, right? Because it's very easy. Like, you know, it's convenient for me. I can just. Well, I don't know if it's and, easy. Let me let me let me just uh, stop for a second. I don't know if it's easy to hack a Tesla, but I imagine that probably it is hackable. But well, but anyway, if I if I don't take enough precautions with the Tesla, it may be easy right. to hack, right? Right. So I need to be ready, and 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 as a manufacturer, Tesla has to be always on on the lookout for things how difficult or easy they make it for everybody. So going back to this one, you know, yes, it is the more convenient is easy is easy for everybody, right? Not just for the user, also for somebody that's want to get to that. So my job is explain the 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 process and tell the small business owners. And, and and the SMBs, hey, um, you know, this is this is what it is, and then they come to a conclusion of what is they need to make their business better, you know, because they know they are, you know, a business owner meaning they are already a risk taker. You and I both know that because they are they are they have the risk taker mentality. Otherwise, they cannot be business owners. As you mentioned, if I worry about uh, hitting a tree on my way driving, I will not take the car out. So the business owners they know their risk. They know what they want and they are passionate about that. So it's my, you know, my passion is to tell them to decipher that for them and say, if you do this, this will be the result. If you don't do this, this will be the result. And then let them decide. And then sometimes what, what I do is also a, a multi-layered approach to this problem, right? Because let's not say one solution fixes all. We will say, okay, if you want that part of that, that's easy or difficult for your business, then let's do this and then try how it goes and then monitor the situation and then go back and, and uh, reevaluate that in, in three months. That's kind of the approach I have with them. And that relationship building, I think, is very important as well, too, because you never want to you never want to like I think in, in cybersecurity, you don't want to sell, quote, a product. And then once the sale is made, they put it in. It's just like you don't support them or, or what have you. You, you. you do need to to do that. And uh, I know that you you and you guys, you, you do that very well. So and being a small business owner, too, gives us both because I am as well, obviously. Uh, gives us both a, a perspective on um, cybersecurity, I think, for our clients that sometimes the larger corporations miss. And and to that point, I think sometimes that they miss the opportunity or to, to help make a difference with um, small and mid-sized businesses. But now, since you mentioned being an entrepreneur, look, it's stressful enough being in cybersecurity. Uh, I... Um, there are things that you, you you keep you up at night. And, and then if you layer on top of that, running a business. And, and I mentioned right before the podcast that, uh, that this has been kind of a really busy morning for me because I'm, I'm in the middle of one of those running a business type issues where, um, you know, changing insurance provider for employees and dealing with open enrollment and, and nothing seems to go the way it's supposed to go, you know? Absolutely. So, that is, that is but, part of the fun in, in being a, uh, an entrepreneur, right? <laughs> fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. With, with quotes. Yeah. <laughs> But but uh, and, and so it can be very stressful. Unfortunately, I got that taken care of right before we started the, this session. But what is one thing that you do to to because you can't be you can't be uh, in the middle of cyber learning stuff about cyber promoting cyber. I know you do an awful lot of that on LinkedIn. 
um, and and then also run the business. And and you can't do that 24 by 7. What's one thing you do to step away from all that? So I don't know that you know this, uh, Greg, because I know I follow you, your podcast, both uh, personally and professionally. So I know what you do uh, when you want to decompress. I know that. Uh, but I love hiking. Uh, I'm, I I love getting to the mountains whenever it's possible. And one of my goals last year, actually, this is actually the pandemic, uh, pre post-pandemic uh, goal was to at least walk three miles, dedicated three miles every day. And I can't say I achieved that yet quite, but I, I do that every time possible. Um, and I, I like to go to Radnor and uh, Mossy Ridge, uh, you know, pa, you know, stay parks whenever I can take the trails there. Uh, but I also do some, uh, you know, big hikes. And uh, so last, uh, last fall, I went to Pikes Peak for the second time. Uh, you know, I, I hiked wow. the Pikes Peak a few years ago. So I went back second time. And then this May, uh, I am planning to hike the Grand Canyon for the second time. If I, you know, this is a rim to rim hike. If I finish that, then I, I can say I hiked all the trails in Grand Canyon. So, oh I my love goodness, hiking. that's amazing. Yeah. I know, I, I, you know, I think we did touch on that beforehand. And, and if we did, I probably asked you this question, but here locally, nothing like Pikes Peak, of course. But have you, have you hiked over in Smith Park in Brentwood? Uh, yes, I have done it several times. And then McMinnville area, all the trails there are my favorite parts. In fact, two weeks from now, I'll be going there to, uh, you know, hike, probably try to hit a 20-mile hike in, in a day. Let's see how it goes. Oh, gosh, that's 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 I, I, I just I, I love uh, Smith only because it's, it's really close to where I am. And I will on occasion decide to jog the Red Trail. And for anybody who's listening to this who understands Smith Park, jogging up that Red Trail can be a little bit hard. But, um, well, good. I wish you the best of luck with, uh, with those endeavors. Um, and, uh, that is, as you mentioned beforehand, I'm, I'm a big proponent of anything physical to keep, you know, we, we, we have to be, we have to do some physical activity in order to keep us in the best, best, um, condition to be able to help folks in both our clients and also on, um, our colleagues and all of that. So, um, I know you are a runner as well. So, you know, I, I could relate that very easily. Yes. Uh, I only typically will run in, when it's warm out. I'm, I'm currently uh, doing indoor cycling. In fact, tomorrow I do the last tour of the tour de Zwift, which is, uh, um, the France one. And, uh, uh, it'll probably be two hours of pain in, in, in my garage, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Absolutely. So outside of hiking, um, what are your future plans? Um, growing the business, um, other ideas, going to do something else? Yeah, so uh, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm very passionate, as, as we talked about working with other business owners, you learn every day, uh, you know, when you're talking to your clients or prospects or somebody that you meet, uh, just to have, you know, uh, just to know, get to know them. So my plan is, I mean, my goal is very simple, Greg. I just want to be the go-to tech guy in the Middle Tennessee area. You know, uh, I want CMIT Solutions to be a uh, to be a well-known name, and people will say, you know what, hey, you know, have you talked to Ted? You know, that's kind of what I where I want to be, and um, because because there is nothing makes me happier than seeing my clients prospect and grow and i'm i feel like i'm a part of that growth and that's it's a relationship as you said we are not we are we cannot sell cybersecurity. this is this is uh, you know this is something everybody needs to understand and it so it is a relationship it is not a vendor 
customer relationship it's it's more like a hey you know i i i i really love when my clients tell me the other day i was with a client and he called another uh, friend of his who is a business owner he said hey my it partner is here i'm having a conversation with him i'm giving your information to him i i think you need to talk to him about some of the things we discussed during our golf outing you know so that makes me really happy and that's what i want to be the other thing the other thing i'm passionate about is uh, i want to help the local nonprofits you know in the middle tennessee i feel like uh, it's a, it's a way of giving back so i'm already serving the board of a few nonprofits uh, and i'm working with the rotary to help you know not only here in the area uh, but uh, with uh, you know internationally where uh, there are less privileged people where i can go so obviously as you know i'm 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 from india so i know there are uh, places like uh, you know india where people can be really helped because what we think is given uh, may not be the case for them it may be a livelihood for them uh, so so those are those are th that's what i want to do and and I, I, absolutely i want to grow with my clients and be a no name at, uh, at uh, in the middle tennessee greater national area appreciate the um, focus on on giving back I, I i i love hearing those types of stories i think that it's so important and it's not just cyber related and whatever you're in when you get to the point that you can start whether it be with with money or time or knowledge or some combination thereof i think that that's the secret sauce in life but um as far as cmit goes do you have um a a, a uh, well what what type of clients do you deal with uh, uh, so we uh, so so you know when we talk about smbs you know i was just i was just thinking myself you know according to sba uh, small business is 500 or under so think about that for a second right in my mind that's that's not a small business when it's getting to you know so we work with uh, a wide range of clients uh, greg so when i say smbs we really mean it by you know smb means different things to different people obviously you know uh, sba has a definition and other people have their own definition so we work with uh, any you know i don't have any uh, specific vertical but uh, you know healthcare and financial uh, sectors are more uh, inclined to work with us. They want to understand what's going on and all those things a little bit more than other sectors. But we work in all industries and help businesses between 10 employees or 10 users all the way to 300 users. We can help them uh, in a way because, you know, the one of the challenges that you mentioned about SMBs is that, you know, they don't need, not necessarily they have resources, but they don't even need a dedicated resource that can take care of their IT slash cybersecurity infrastructure. But they need uh, fractional people that can do that to make sure they feel secure and also work efficiently. And that's exactly where we come in. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, healthcare and finance, and of course, uh, in the middle of Tennessee area, that those are two of the big industries right here. Uh, I, in fact, I think um, I think I read somewhere that both healthcare and finance are are greater drivers of the economy than music entertainment, which for Music City was kind of a surprise. Um, now, don't quote me on that because <laughs> it might be outdated. I, I, I think you are right because uh, because you know if it, it all depends on the data and what we are looking at. And uh, in in a way, I think what you said is correct because uh, that's what I I was looking at the um, the business journal's article. But the intangible there is the music and the tourism is what bringing in people to Middle Tennessee, which helps the IT. And so that's another twist on that IT and healthcare to grow.
Exactly. Well, Ted, I so much enjoyed the conversation this morning. I, I, I feel a little sad because as we were talking about in the beginning, it's like it has been a long time since we've shared a cup of coffee and a continental breakfast together. So um, I'm looking forward to going back to one of those events, but so much appreciate you taking the time to join us this morning. Uh, oh, uh, Greg, the pleasure is on mine. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, sooner we will get that coffee and a breakfast. Okay. Looking forward to that. Thank you so much. Uh, Awesome. And everybody, stay secure.